Welcome to another episode of the Healthy Obsession Podcast. Guess what we're talking about a shit ton this week? Halo. I can't wait. And also, I have a very spicy take at the end that I don't think Chris was quite ready for. I'm still Um, fuming. My face is actually so red. I'm so mad. But 100% stick around to the end and I won't tell you the timestamp because then you'll just go to that and not listen to I'm going to hit the stop button on this intro and then I'm going to walk over to your room and I'm going to punch you in the face. Yeah, we're keeping that in. Uh, Enjoy the episode. A lot of gaming news and some other shit, but mostly that. Okay, have fun. Ten minutes from now, I have to find a new roommate. Hey, I'm in pain. Yeah, I know. You're always in pain. <laughs> that's that's true, but not like this. I've been better. I've been good. I've been doing all right. I've been eating better. I've been cutting out stuff that irritates my stomach. I've been on a hot streak. Ever since I got back from D.C., my poops have been great. That's always good. Good poops are yeah. good you. I've had like a solid month of really good poops, um, <laughs> and I fucked that up today. Oh, what'd you do? Because I, I, I went to lunch with my grandma, who I haven't seen since before the pandemic. Oh, that's nice. Um, because we had to cancel our Christmas get-together because we didn't have a vaccine yet. Um, so I met up with her and my grandpa for lunch today. And she wanted to go to Five Guys, so I went to Five Guys. <clears throat> and, you know, I love me some Five Guys. But uh, I guess I haven't been back to Five Guys since I've been really conscious about my lactose intolerance and, like, taking lactate with it. So I roll up there and I don't get a cheeseburger because um, I didn't bring lactate in with me. And I'm like, whatever, I just want to eat my food. Um, and I come to find out like six hours later as I'm on the toilet in pain that apparently <laughs> Five Guys hamburger buns are made with milk. Like I had a thought that was like maybe they toast the buns with butter, but that that didn't seem like enough to mess me up how this was doing me. But it's just straight up made with milk. In, in the allergen information for specifically their buns on their website, it contains fucking milk. Oof. I hate a... this fucking clown world we exist in. I was going to say, I know you've you've been to Five Guys with me and Jackson post you being on lactate, but I think you always got a cheeseburger and just because of that took a lactate. So that's probably why. Probably. Because I was kind of thinking about that. I was just thinking about that and going, wait, I, I know you've been to Five Guys with us since, so what? But that that's probably why. Well, that's rough, my guy, you know? Scary poops are not fun. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I will not go into detail on this family-friendly podcast, but it it's at least not the worst I've ever experienced, and I think the worst of it is behind me at this point, but still not a comfortable sensation. Well, you know, and to make matters worse, I know you had lactate for it, but we did get a stuffed crust pizza for dinner, so that can't yeah. help. Oh, and speaking of, I got I got a question for you. I got a, I got okay. a, I got a question for you. Okay. And I know you don't eat the garlic sauce from Papa John's, which is where right. we got Not the usually. pizza from. But it, I I have noticed with with it, and I the I'll get to the question eventually, but I have <laughs> noticed how with their garlic sauce. It can come in two forms. It can come in just straight oil or very, very oily. And then it can come in more of like a creamy, almost like their cheese sauce consistency. Have you noticed this? Uh, 
not in the cups, but given the fact that I did work at Papa John's for like almost two years, it, it was something that I did notice in the jugs themselves. Yeah. What the fuck is up with that? And the question is, is there any other f- type of sustenance? Because I don't call this food because it's just garlic oil, basically. That, <laughs> depending on when you get it, can look and taste and have two different consistencies. <laughs> <laughs> like, why are, why, why are people not demanding Papa John's answer why this is? And now I bet there's some bullshit chemical chemistry reason behind this phenomenon but i noticed it today because the last time we got a pizza from papa john's i you know you don't usually use the garlic sauce so i take it dip my crust in there like a good boy and last time it was more of the creamy consistency which i enjoy more because i think it tastes better for one and this time this shit's just oil and i'm like hold on i'm not crazy I've noticed this before. I've had this thought before, but I've never had a medium to express this thought. So people, the five of you that still listen, what the fuck is going on with Papa John's garlic sauce? <laughs> yeah, when it came to the jugs, I know that like it was super important that we shook it up and mixed it so that we would have it incorporated to make it more creamy. Um, but as far as like the prepackaged cups, because those just come to us like we put them in the box, I, I don't know what the fuck happens there. Some weird shit. Weird shit. Do they still do the spicy garlic sauce? I think so, but you have to order that. You have to specifically ask for it, and half the time you do, they don't give it to you. But that (laughs) shit slaps. That stuff is good. Because while I was working at Papa John's, we both introduced the spicy garlic sauce and then also stopped getting prepackaged pizza sauce, and we had to just make the cups ourselves out of our own marinara. Oh, that's sad. Which is probably better sauce in that yeah, case, yeah, but probably. sucked to have to fill them. It's like I just want I just want the little cup and them to be on my way. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh but yeah. Man, I got a problem with stuffed crust. Why? It's good. No, I mean that's the problem. I oh. like it too much. <laughs> I, I, I you oh you whenever you usually make our pizza order and we've you only ever order stuffed crust from Papa John's like it's bro, never. I told normal. you for years I was banging on the drum that if Papa John started doing stuffed crust it was game over and I haven't eaten another pizza place's pizza ever since and every single me? time I get stuffed crust. Oh, when you get stuffed crust, or you just you haven't gone to another pizza place. Aside from my family-owned pizza shop, I, I haven't had any other pizza places pizza. Bruh. Stop. You can't Well, I mean, me like, Pizza Hut is already garbage, so I'm not getting Pizza Hut. So the only, like, fast food pizza options are Papa John's or Domino's. And why would I go to Domino's when Papa John's has stuffed crust? Yeah, but we got good non-chain pizza places that you could go to. Okay, like- actually, that's a good point. I think... Once a couple months ago, I did actually get a small pizza from Basbos. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Come on. But okay. it is it is mostly Papa John's. I don't know what we're gonna do to transition out of <laughs> this topic. So we're just gonna jump straight into Fortnite uh ruining Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s <laughs> I have a dream speech. Um <laughs> yeah. so there's that. I, I like I like those that we start like the first five minutes just talking about bullshit and then and then go like 
like a Keemstar, we get right into the news. Just shits, shits and pizza, and then Fortnite doing weird shit with MLK. Okay. I'm going to be honest. I don't even know anything about this MLK experience, only that I hate it. I don't know either other than that it just has made for some really cringy videos of people doing different dances in front of a little TV with Martin Luther King Jr.'s I Have a Dream speech. And yeah. it is exactly what you might think. <laughs> kind of hard to watch, but also so cringy that you can't not. It's it's weird that like they try to sell it as this experience. They call it March Through Time. And I think there's like a recreation of the Lincoln Memorial. Yeah. And on it. there, they have a projection of MLK's I Have a Dream speech. And so you can just exist in the Fortnite world and see this as a, quote, educational experience. And and in general, I kind of like the idea that a game as popular as Fortnite is using its platform to be a social space more than the game it is. But But this ain't it, guys. Yeah, because no, you're right. It's, it's it's a bunch of twelve year olds that like they're having a video game trust them to take this seriously, and instead you have a bunch of people in a John Wick skin getting up in front and orange justicing in front of Martin Luther King. Yeah, or you know Rick or Master Chief or whatever <laughs> other IP is now in it, and it's yeah. It, they made a choice. They tried, but you'd have to like default people i think they almost did we did most of the mall or that's that section of the national mall which is kind of cool but um yeah know your demographic of who's playing that game and most people aren't going to take that seriously right like on the list on, on the list of things that work in fortnite uh, Martin Luther King is not on that list, but a Travis Scott concert is. And the fact that both of these things have existed is fucking crazy. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was going to say, give at least to give them credit, they're trying something different from what they've done in the past, which is I commend them for trying, but uh, I don't know. I don't know who this was for, <laughs> I guess. Maybe, maybe I just don't understand it, but it was a choice. But um, yeah. So we got we got a lot of video game stuff to talk about this week. Yeah, good, not cursed video game things. Yes, which I feel like the last couple times have mostly been cursed. <laughs> but uh, I guess what what to go into? There is. I'll jump into some of the more Halo news we've gotten since we've been talking about that a little bit more. <laughs> you, you you guys haven't realized that we're slowly turning into a a Halo podcast because I'm obsessed uh first bit Bro, of i stopped playing destiny a few months ago and i i hope that halo 6 can fill the void of a game that i can just go back to whenever i feel like playing something i i hope so too for my for me as well just because i i do love you my apex but you know i've been jumping back into master chief collection here recently um realizing how rage inducing halo can be for me um, so maybe I don't want to go back into Halo. I don't know, but um, <laughs> th- we still got some good news, so we're not going to dwell on the past. <laughs> um, we got some interesting news out of Gamescom uh, about Halo. They officially set officially they set the official release date and also gave us the cinematic trailer for Season 1 of Multiplayer. 
Um, with this, what is it? December eighth is the official date. How yeah, do I, I not believe know? so. Am I an idiot? I guess. Oh yeah, it's right here in front of me. December eighth. Uh, it will finally launch. Um, they only showed. Uh, some they only showed multiplayer stuff or made announcements about multiplayer stuff. The tra- have you wa- did you watch the trailer for season one? I have not actually. I, it, I did not realize that this trailer was for the multiplayer. It is okay. Um, my go-to YouTuber for Halo information, Hidden Xperia, has done a couple videos on one this trailer specifically, and then two I believe it's the cannon fodder articles which are basically like their uh their monthly updates they've been doing uh behind the dev team and joe staten statum statham statum i don't know how you say his last name but which is sad because he's like the godfather of halo uh he always has a bit in there where he addressed some of the concerns about that people had about them only showing multiplayer stuff and he kind of just said, gave you an update, gave everyone an update on where they're at in development, how all they're doing is focusing on addressing bugs at this point, um, which is, I think, good to know being about three months out is that you got about three months to just fix bugs. Um, but uh, what one thing that Hidden Xperia mentioned is that um, Joe Statham was at, he was at the Halo 2 E3 event and uh, he's on the record saying that you know the time that went into that presentation took away from them having to fix stuff with Halo 2 and if you know anything about the production of Halo 2 is that after that announcement at E3 they basically like remade the whole game (laughs) (laughs) they like made a whole different game Um, so I'm, I'm with Hidden Xperia and that I'm okay with not seeing anything from campaign if that means they're just addressing known issues and bugs to just make what they have better. Um, what I thought there was something else related to the multiplayer trailer I wanted to talk about. Uh, it kind of it it's doing this a similar thing that Halo Four and Five did I think with your Spartan. Like I apparently this your Spartan your multiplayer Spartan's canon. So that's a thing, which I guess has been a thing in four and five. So it's not new. But definitely an interesting approach and I hope they can uh, they can hit on it better than they have in the last couple games. Yeah. I, I have kind of inadvertently just let Halo news slip past me and I've just decided that I'm excited for Halo and that's enough. But on the uh, the the reaches of my mind as I'm scrolling through Reddit, I have seen a lot of people complaining about how 343 is doing the microtransactions and thinking that it might be a little too predatory and it might be a little too on the bad side of free-to-play. And for me, that's going to remain to be seen until I get a hold of it, but I am excited to play it regardless because if the, if the multiplayer is free, then I don't have anything to lose anyway. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's gonna be where it's a fine line. Cause really, if if the I thought the microtransactions in Halo Five were kind of shit too. Granted, that was re- and there it was only rec packs, so you got items that you could use in a specific game mode through it. 
but with some of the later things they added to it, kind of what uh, made it a little pay to win e, um, which I didn't like. That's completely different in this one, but putting certain like cosmetics and shit behind a paywall. As I see, like the the payoff's gonna be if there's enough good shit that you can just unlock through playing the game. Because if you still put enough cool stuff and the stuff you can buy is like mid and occasionally really cool, then I don't think people will mind. But it's definitely definitely a fine line between people accepting it and then people going, now fuck this. This is ass. But, um... Oh, what else? There was something else. Oh, the announcement that uh, Forge and Co-op are not going to be releasing... Are not going to be in the game at launch. And I can't remember what Hinexperia said about that in his video because he addressed that as well. And he said something very interesting to me, but I can't remember what it was about what he why he thought Forge might be delayed. Um, and his explanation was, was, I was like, oh okay, if if you think that's it, then I'm I'm on board with you as well. Also, shout out to him if you are into Halo news or lore. He has a he has a great YouTube channel. Um, but it does concern me a little bit, and I think some people are concerned with hearing that because Halo 5's launch was kind of ass with, like, there was no content. Like, it took, I feel like, years for Forge to finally come to Halo 5. And... Yeah, and and I... This kind of sucks. Like, I, I was already afraid with how close we are to the end of the year at this point. Like, the Halo launch is only three months away, and we only just got a release date. I was worried, like, after the last E3 showing, and it looked like kind of garbage, and they delayed it, and we didn't get a release date for a long time. With as close as we were getting to a promised 2021 release date, I was expecting it to get delayed again, Um, and I guess this is kind of the equivalent of that. Um, And while I can kind of appreciate Forge coming later, and I think that's fine, it, it does seem weird to me that it would launch without co-op. And that kind of reeks of Microsoft saying, we've given you enough time, we need this out for the holidays to push units, so you're putting it out even if you have to cut some content for later. Well, I think, and the other extra wrinkle there that we don't know how it's going to play out is that they're essentially releasing two games. And I don't think anyone's actually talking about that. With multiplayer being free-to-play, and it basically launching and i'm viewing like how apex did and how it's going to be you know it's going to live and breathe and do its own thing and then you're going to also have this separate thing you actually have to buy of the campaign it i I think that's the main reason why we're not getting all this stuff in the game because they're prioritizing multiplayer that's clear from all most of the announcements post that first look have been about multiplayer granted that's because the community was like well where the fuck's multiplayer (laughs) but it's i don't think we've seen a game tackle this sort of release before so that's the only reason why i'm not too concerned about the lack of content on the single player side because they definitely i know Halo is traditionally, you know, co-op, split screen. That's what it, that was what made it. But 
Yeah, I know, and then I know when they tried to take that away on Halo 5, everyone was like, well, what the fuck? But people were still playing a shitload of console games. I genuinely think, and maybe it's just because we're older, the, the, the move is going to PC gaming in general. Um, even amongst younger people, I feel like more and more of them are playing PC games ages where I couldn't fathom having a gaming PC. Uh, so the, the co-op thing does not bother me that much, but that could just be me as well. I don't know. Well, yeah, and it's not really any skin off my nose personally because I I have, as much as, like you said, co-op and split screen are integral to the Halo experience being, like, an initial pillar of local console gaming. Uh, I have never played a Halo game initially co-op. I have always played it by myself. So it's not going to do much for my experience, but it just seems weird to, like, to even plan and announce that to be released later. Like, I, I, I'm i not going to pretend to say they just have to push a button and let me do co-op, because I know game dev is a lot more complicated than that, but it's just weird. Like, having it released later almost makes it seem like a feature, and I don't like talking about something like co-op as a feature, you know? Yeah, I, I, I get you there. It would almost have been better for them to just say... I, honestly, I, I'm ready for them to just say there's not going to be co-op. Because given the nature of what the campaign seems like it's going to be, which I am making before it's out a uh, God of War comparison, it feels like it's going to be very much like the fourth God of War. And how it's just a semi-open world, go do shit. And I don't really know how conducive that is to a split-screen co-op or split-screen or co-op experience. I would be okay if they just said, yeah, we're not going to have co-op at all. But they aren't saying that because people would freak the fuck out for no reason right. before they even play the game. Because I have a good feeling that once we get to play it, you're going to be like, yeah, we don't need co-op. So, <laughs> whatever. Yeah, and, and I am, like you mentioned about them effectively releasing two different games, that does make me curious and concerned for the length and depth of the campaign. Because if you tried to sell any halo title prior to this as 60 dollars just for the campaign i never would have paid for a halo game if you oh, tried yeah. to sell me on nearly any first person shooter campaign for 60 dollars i wouldn't be buying it so i mean the fact that this is going to be on game pass helps because i'm not going to buy it i'm just going to get a game pass subscription but i i'm wondering how vast the single player is actually going to be because of that it's got to be at least a ten, at least a 10-hour campaign, at least. And I'm thinking it's got to be at least 12. For me, it's got to be at least 12. Psychonauts well, the fact was that right it's open 12. world, I hope it's a lot longer than that. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, minimum, you better you better put out a 10- to 12-hour campaign or, ah, Yeah, because normal sell. shooter campaigns are, like, between 6 and 9 hours. I think— And, and uh, you accept yeah. that because the main draw is multiplayer. Yeah, so that'll be interesting. But uh, to try and keep us moving here a little bit, there is one other bit of news that came out today that I wanted to talk about and why to, we talked a lot about the campaign, but to move more onto the multiplayer side of why the news this news is actually incredibly big um, and important. Uh, they Halo Infinite Esports came out and uh, uh, announced their official partnered teams for multiplayer when the game launches. And some people, you might be thinking, oh, you know, whatever, okay, cool. But some of the name, the the thing is, the names of the organizations that are in this initial initial partner partnering that 
makes this a very big idea or big deal. Um, so I'll just run through them real quick. We got Fnatic, Cloud9. I don't actually know this one. Natus Vincera, uh, G2 Esports, uh, E United, Sentinels, which I believe is an organization that spawned through just Halo. I don't know if it has a broader outreach, but I could be wrong on that. Uh, Envy. Uh, da, 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 what's this? Uh, Space Station Gaming, which I vaguely heard of, and FaZe Clan. So they have some pretty. You, you got FaZe Clan, Fnatic, and G2, E United, and uh, Cloud9. I, not to diss the other ones, but those are big names in the esports industry okay, so, for teams. So let me, let me add a little structure here. Uh, as, as a casual gamer, and as an even more casual shooter gamer, just on the surface, what does this mean? What does a partnered team mean? So this means when you have when they have competitive events, so like how you know Counter Strike, League, League of Legends has major events. You have big team names. That means all of these organizations are gonna have a team competing in competitive games, and that matters because there's some big gas names that are already saying we're going to be in before the games even come out and that that matters because that either means that uh, microsoft's throwing a shit ton of money at them to be involved early or they see the potential of it being a success and when you have these big organizations in it that means more people are going to pay attention to the game and therefore more people are going to play it which puts more money into the game, more updates, and a more thriving online scene. Um, for s- something to use as an example, I used to play Smite a lot back when it first came out, officially released and first came out, so like year one and two. They're on year like six or seven, if not higher now. Um, and when it first came out, they had a boatload of the big-name teams. You got Cloud9, Team Solo Mid, uh, Fnatic, and all, a bunch of other big-name organizations and what that does is it just draws it from a marketing aspect it draws more eyes to the game and to the competitive scene which in turn helps grow the community gets more people invested and overall makes the game stronger and last longer and so that's the main reason why i that what i just said there with lasting longer is why i think it's so important is that if you get these big name organizations already in before the game even comes out saying yeah we're gonna have a team it granted this competitive scene still has to be successful like the game has to be fun enough for these organizations to stay around but right off the jump you're gonna have a lot of interest i think uh with because that uh, the other thing that that goes with i'm kind of jumping around a bit i think but you're gonna have people from these organizations streaming the game and these are big organizations that have that signed some of the more popular some of the most popular streamers and best players so who's going to be watching everyone's going to be going to them to watch their streams because they have the cloud nine logo the phase clan logo on their stream title and they're playing a new popular game so with all of those things i think this is very big potentially I guess I should put that in there because, you know, the the organizations aren't going to stick around if the end product sucks. But uh, it's very promising to me from what I know of 
the esports scene to have some of these big name organizations already attached. So the point you're making is longevity. Yes. That okay. it's promising for longevity and the success and how good the multiplayer could be. Because, again, like, as a casual guy like me that does not watch esports or know more than half of the teams you mentioned, I don't give a shit. <laughs> I know. that's Well, that's the thing, is that for me who knows enough about the organizations, I'm like, wow, that's big. But uh, the biggest impact I think it's going to have is on the streaming side, not even the actual competitive scene, is that these big organizations almost always go out and sign the top players in it, which are therefore also the people getting the most views on Twitch or on YouTube. And if they can maintain high view counts while playing Halo with the name C9 or FaZe next to them, it's going to get that many more people playing the game because they want to either try to play with the streamer or beat them or grief them and all that shit. And I, it, from a success of a online game, getting streamers and players that are associated with the top organizations is important. Yeah. You know, I, I, I've said this before. Um, a, there's not enough hours in the day. <laughs> because I, I wish I could dedicate all that time to play that much Halo multiplayer. And I hope it's good enough that I want to. Um, but with... <laughs> I'm going to pivot, but I promise this is related. Yeah. Um, with VTubing getting more popular and uh, more resources for like amateur VTubing becoming more readily available and accepted, such as not having a full model, but rather a few JPEGs to cycle through, uh, I genuinely wish I liked streaming more than I do because I always have this romantic idea of streaming and I would kind of love to be a Halo streamer. Like, I, I, I would love to be able to get on my computer, say I'm going to play a game and turn on a stream and have fun doing that. But I, I just don't. And and I, <laughs> I wish I did. Because uh, like you said, playing with a streamer or being part of that community sounds really cool. And I like that idea, but I, I won't. <laughs> I just won't. So there's I, there's enough about me uh, fangirling over Halo because that was a lot and a lot of me talking. Um, so, yeah, what are we transitioning to next? <laughs> well, we got some other video game stuff to talk about first because, uh, like I mentioned last week, we both had a game coming out that we were both looking forward to yes uh you had a good time and i did not <laughs> you go first because i don't need to just i need a break <laughs> so i was really looking forward to 12 minutes like we talked about last week uh killer cast with james mcavoy daisy ridley and willem dafoe um and, uh, you know, kind of as it goes with movie actors trying to do voice acting, um, they're all kind of just okay. Uh, and, like, so if you're not aware, the, 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 the conceit of 12 minutes is you're in a time loop that lasts 12 minutes. And you're, it's, it's like a very short narrative game where you're supposed to figure out how to get out of this time loop while doing things that affect the ways other things play out, right? Uh, and that was a cool concept and a cool novelty for, like, the first two hours 
not not even that, more like the first hour, maybe 45 minutes. Um, but as I got closer and closer to the end of the game, the length of time it took me to do things and the lack of the game allowing me to skip certain segments of dialogue just made the whole thing really tedious to the point that I had a walkthrough pulled up and I still didn't have the patience to actually finish that game. Yeah, that's not great. That's not a good sign. It's really sad because I, I wanted to like that game a lot. I'd been looking forward to it since the initial announcement. And it wasn't even bad, necessarily. Like, it probably works for somebody. But, uh, yeah, it just didn't work out for me. Uh, meanwhile, Psychonauts 2 came out for you, and it's apparently great. Yes, uh, it is awesome. It is everything that I could have ever hoped in the sequel. I I will also state that um, I, unlike the majority of people who probably played the first one did not have to wait 16 years as i played the first one earlier this year (laughs) so (laughs) it was not a long wait for me between them but having just played the first one recently you can definitely appreciate just how i was able to fully appreciate how much of an upgrade this was from the first one it's as I think as I was telling as I was telling you earlier in the week, it's it's kind of everything I could ever hope to happen in a sequel. It just took all the concepts and mechanics that the first game did and just made them that much better. And at the same time, tells a very, very good good and real and down to earth, maybe not down to earth, but grounding story about dealing with different kinds of mental illnesses and I, I think Adam I I posted Adam Sessler's review video in our Discord and it's actually I I highly recommend anyone go watch that because he does a far better job than I could in um summarizing how awesome the, the game is especially when he talks about how it addresses mental trauma and addiction and all that um and just how damn good it is at it it's never like I think as he says it's never the mental illness is never the butt of the joke, but they joke about it, and it's a v- not easy thing to do, and they do it very well. Um, I would argue that the platforming aspects of that game aren't even the main draw, or like that's not why you play it. You're, it's a means to the end of telling the story that they have prepared for you. It feels like very old school with games. A very old school type of game where you're not, oh, I'm just trying to kill all this stuff. Or I got to jump here and I got to traverse that and get these new powers so that I can beat this boss. But it's more, oh, you're playing, they're, they add these platforming mechanics to flesh out the world. Um, give you more depth to the characters. And it was just really good. It's really funny. It's a beautiful game. The art style is great. The abstract characters are awesome, and honestly, I the, my only thing about it is I don't know if it's like a universal game that just everyone would love, or if it was like, oh, this game was like made for me, and I fucking love it. <laughs> so I really, Chris, I really need you to play it or some of it because I know you have a problem with finishing games. <laughs> um, <sighs> but get, I, I'm very curious once you've been able to play it, what some of your thoughts are, and if anyone else on our Discord 
main Discord who won't play it because they don't play games at all, um, what they might think. Because I, I love it. I can't recommend it enough. But I, I do say that kind of knowing I don't think it's for everyone. Because if you don't get in, if you're not invested, not invested, but if you can't jump on board with the story or just what the game's doing, it might not be for you. But I would just recommend giving it a shot because I had a much more enjoyable time than I thought I was going to have with it. I thought it w- I hoped that it would be good and it exceeded my expectations, which with games doesn't happen that often anymore. And it was, it was a welcome surprise. Yeah. I plan to get to it very soon uh, because this is already where we're, we're kind of hitting the busy season of games, which is nice because over the whole last almost two years, we've had kind of a drought of media with COVID and, uh, and so, like, Deathloop comes out in two weeks, and, like, two weeks after that, DLC for Outer Wild comes out. And those are both very highly anticipated games for me as well. Um, so I, I'm playing through Death's Door right now, and I'm almost done with that. And then my sister really wants me to play Boyfriend Dungeon, and she assures me that it's a fast game. Uh, so I, I want to try to crank that out <laughs> at some point. And then when I get done with that... Psychonauts will be next on the list. Man, see, oh god, that would be that'd take me too long to get to, and other shit would have already come out by then. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, I know I mentioned Deathloop and Outer Wilds, but th- those are later. I want to get Psychonauts done before Deathloop comes out. Oh, okay, so you're trying to do this in the short term. Yeah, no the 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 timeline is Death's Door, Boyfriend Dungeon, then Psychonauts. Okay, okay, then Deathloop, then Outer Wilds. Then Battlefield, then Halo. I'm not going to pay seventy dollars for Battlefield. I, I I still I'm not paying full price to barely play a multiplayer shooter. That okay, that's not me. I'm not to, I'm not in I a am. I'm not in a position where I play enough of any singular game to play pay sixty dollars for multiplayer only. Fair. But, you know, I'm glad we can talk about Vigi games again because, well, we can talk about a whole bunch of stuff just because content's finally catching up from the COVID shit. Even though, Yeah, I wish I wasn't doing so much bullshit that I had more time to dive into it. Even Yeah, I say even though, you know, COVID's actually kind of worse now than it has almost ever <laughs> been. Go get your fucking shot, people. Jesus Christ. But it's okay, because Shang-Chi comes out in four days. Hopefully the fucking movie theaters will still be open so we can go see it. Bro, they're not. <laughs> they, they can't stop me. Oh, I know they're not Shang-Chi going to shut Marvel. it down, but, like. Shit's no, bad. but even if they do, they're not stopping me. I'll get I'll get in the projection room <laughs> and I'm gonna play it on IMAX I'll pay, myself. They can't stop I'll pay, me. I'll pay Disney Plus a shitload of money just to watch it at home. I'll pay a hundred dollars and rent out my own theater if it means I can see Shang-Chi and IMAX. Bro, it cost way more than a hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah, I, I think for the new releases it was like two fifty. Oh fuck. Yeah. <laughs> but around Jesus. Christmas time when they were doing like uh they had a bunch of Christmas movies, those you could rent for a hundred dollars for the whole theater. Well, yeah, it's old-ass movies that people have seen a bajillion times. Bro, we could have gotten eight other friends, and we each could have paid $10 to see Will Ferrell's Elf in theaters. Kind of worth it. Or we could have seen <laughs> Four Christmases. I mean, you know, the greatest holiday movie. I Hayden, I don't think that was on their list. It probably wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> okay. Anyway, so you got you got some anime shit you want to talk about, I guess. Oh uh, no, it's just one thing that they uh, officially announced uh, season two of To Your Eternity, which I believe I have mentioned on my podcast episode or my podcast episode, <laughs> my anime episode, and then also to you in a different episode about how that episode had or that show had some the ability to be something special and it's not like the oh my god fucking epic jesus christ amazing show now that it's pretty much done i think there's one more episode um but if you want to feel sad watch it and so i can't wait for until next year when i get to just feel sad for however many weeks the season is i had been purposefully putting off watching some of those episodes because i'm like is this going to be the one again that makes me just not want to watch anymore and contemplate how short life is and just yeah sadness um but it's still really good so i highly recommend it um but that's the only anime news i had okay uh on on this little on this little outline you threw together for the episode, you you do also have secret topics times two. Well, the first one was the garlic sauce. Oh, okay. Um, the second one, uh, could could spend a lot more time on, so we'll wait. We'll hold off on that one. <laughs> like for another episode? No, we'll see how much time we got at the end of this. Okay, well, I mean, we've only got one other, like, kind of big thing to talk about, and that's how fucking crazy the Spider-Man No Way Home trailer, like, not, not even just the trailer, but the whole debacle around the trailer has been. It's fucking wild. It's one of the coolest movie trailers I've probably ever seen. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna be honest, I'm gonna admit something to you, which you should You hated it. No, no, no. <laughs> this, this shouldn't come as a surprise to you, but I feel like you're still gonna blow up at me about it. Yeah. Uh... I haven't seen a single Spider-Man movie besides Tom Holland's. Why would I blow up at you? I I haven't seen Spider-Man 3 all the way through once. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> I, mean, I saw that, the that second just... one before I saw the whole first one. <laughs> yeah. I'm not Jackson, say... okay? <laughs> <laughs> that is just to say that uh Alfred Molina showing up as Doc Ock at the end of this trailer I can appreciate the gravitas of that, and it makes me super excited, but it's not hitting me as hard as it is some people. Yeah, I don't... I, I would agree, actually. I don't know if you thought, saw that coming. I, I mean, I'm like, yeah, that's cool, but I don't hold the original trilogy in such high esteem as I feel like most people our age do. Well, I don't think it's an esteem thing. I think it's just nostalgia. I just don't have the same base to have that reaction. But also, people fucking love all three of those movies, and I'm like, the second one's the only, eh, like, good one. Three... Uh, I, I I don't think a lot of people really like three. <laughs> Sam Raimi True. certainly doesn't like three. Yeah, they just like the pizza shit. <laughs> there's just some really great memes that came out of three because it was just the eh movie yeah no it is very exciting though i i feel like they weren't going to drop this trailer until shang chi it was yeah. probably supposed to play in front of shang chi but then it got leaked online and so they said fuck it we might as well did um, we talk about this last week i don't think so I don't think it had been leaked at the time. I know we talked about shit. I've gotten to the point where I don't know what we've talked about on the podcast. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, we just have to stop talking to each other if we're not in different rooms talking into microphones. Fuck. <laughs> um, but yeah, Alfred Molina coming back, Willem Dafoe coming back as Green Goblin, Jamie Foxx as Electro. It's very exciting, and I wait, can't I'll wait. 
All that shit's actually confirmed. I thought those were just memes. Uh, no, I, I'm pretty sure it's all confirmed. I mean, at the oh, very least, fuck. like the Green Goblin laugh was definitely Willem Dafoe. <laughs> I, there, my favorite meme I've seen of the trailer so far is when, uh, it's like when uh Peter and Doctor Strange are he's getting ready to do the spell to make everyone forget. And he's like, well, everyone will forget. And he's like, wait, everybody? And then he's like, just tell them again. And it's like, the movie's <laughs> over. That's it. Cred- roll credits. <laughs> it's like, yeah, actually, kind of. Yeah. Just, just tell them again. <laughs> Alfred Molina coming back, like, you know, at the very least, based on what we see in the trailer, oh, like, that's confirmed. That's obvious. That is an old actor returning from the Raimi trilogy. That basically confirms that Tobey Maguire is going to be in this movie. And if Tobey Maguire's going to be in the movie, then Andrew Garfield has to be in the movie, right? No. Yeah, he does. <laughs> no. Does he? We're, we're doing it. We're doing live-action Spider-Verse, baby. Uh, I mean, I'm okay with that. When's, uh, speaking of that, when's the second one coming out? What, Spider-Verse? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not for a while. Like, if not 2022, 2023. Fuck. Ugh. Animated movies take time. Yeah, especially when they're as good as that one, that first one was. Oh, yeah. Oh, 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 oh. I I'm kind of hoping that uh, they're they still have a different trailer locked and loaded to play in front of Shang Chi. Oh, like a different Spider Man one. Yeah, that would be kind of funny. Probably not. Comp- but I'm hoping. It or it's like it's a Tobey Maguire trailer. Oh, oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. That would be sick. Um, but yeah, I'm super excited. Um, like I, in general, I've been excited for every single Marvel movie coming out this year, but Spider-Man is probably my, my top, like as excited as I am for Shang-Chi and as, as cool as Eternals looks. Um, I love Tom Holland. I'm not a huge Spider-Man fanboy, but I love Tom Holland and I love what they're doing with Spider-Man in the MCU. And this might be the last time he gets a starring role, um, because of the Sony deal. Um, so it's going to be a big one, and I'm also a huge stand for Benedict Cumberbatch, so this is like a dream movie for me. <laughs> it is going to be good. And I can't wait. Or hopefully. We're, it should be we're good. Getting, we're getting knee-deep in the multiverse, and there's going to be some dope shit happening. Yeah, I think they're going to kind of uh, explain that a lot better than where Loki left that off. Uh, and I don't think that um, that plot line lasts as open-ended as Loki left it for very long. I bet they shrink it down a lot real fast. Oh yeah, for sure. Um well then I guess before before I go on to my uh my secret topic number two, we we did wanna t- briefly mention the stuff with Doctor Disrespect and that he's suing Twitch for his ban, which um if he knows the reason why, as he claims he does um, if it is appropriate of being as dumb as what I feel like most people think it is, boy, could he sue them for a shit ton of money. Yeah, so quick recap, like a long fucking time ago, basically ancient history at this point, Dr. Disrespect got randomly banned from Twitch. It was and, like a year ago now almost. Yeah, basically ancient history. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody told him why. Nobody at Allegedly. Twitch said anything about it. Uh, and it was just an out-of-nowhere ban. There didn't seem to be any infraction that people were talking about as, oh, yeah, it was probably this. Except for the time when, like, at E3 or something, he took his camera crew into a bathroom where a child was peeing. That, was, that did, was a little weird. He did get banned for that. And now, right. and, and to clarify, this was a perma ban. Like, yes. 
done forever. Um, but no one talked about it and nothing ever leaked. But now he has announced that he is going to sue them because supposedly he knows. Well, and, and just for the morbidly curious, I hope the reasoning comes out regardless. Well, uh, yeah. And, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it's stupid because there were a couple of people in the industry, other streamers and reporters that were like on Twitter going, yeah, I know why. They never said, which I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah, could, could just be convenient clout chasers. But but some of them were like, I think Jason Schreier said that he knew. I think. I don't want to put that on him. But there was someone notable in the games uh, journalism industry that like said on Twitter that they knew why he got banned. Um, but that they couldn't say anything. So to me, I was like, does that mean it involves something with a minor? Because why else wouldn't you say it? Why would you not leak it? Or the or Twitch's lawyers were like, say it and we'll sue the shit out of you for something. I don't know. I But yeah, for the curious, I hope it comes out because I've been dying to know why. Yeah. And that's it. I'll know and go, oh, okay. And then go on with my day. But <laughs> right, exactly. I was just like, what? That's crazy. Why? And that's pretty much all there is in this story. Yeah. So then uh, secret topic number two. Um, I'm just going to I'm just going to come out. And say it. Um, I think uh, Martin Scorsese is overrated. That deserves an explanation. So I was watching uh, Goodfellas, which I don't think I didn't at the time. I watched it over the weekend, and I didn't think I'd seen it. But then, three fourths of the way through the movie, I was like, "Oh, I think I watched this." But I was like pretty intoxicated when I did, so I didn't really remember it. And Goodfellas is like, you know up there if not at the top of I feel like people's what people would say is his what, his best works granted I haven't seen all of them because like Taxi Driver's up there too but after watching Goodfellas I'm like I mean it's an okay movie from a from a, like I say that f- comparing it to how movies have developed and how it holds up I'm like it is entertaining and it's good but boy is it basically is the Irishman basically just another version of Goodfellas um, told through a different story as a mob movie? And so maybe I'm, what I'm saying is uh, Martin Scorsese mob movies are kind of overrated. They're good, but that's about it. He, he certainly does have a style when it comes to the mob movies. Now, alternatively, have you seen The Departed? Yes, it's good. But have like, you seen Gangs of New York? Yes. It's good. Have you seen The Wolf of Wall Street? Yes. All of which are movies where I'm like, yeah, they're good, but I I don't understand the hype behind Wolf of Wall Street. going to be completely I honest. am going to walk the five feet to your room and deck you in the schnoz. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. You're, you're, I see, I didn't think you would be this insulted about me insulting Martin Scorsese. <laughs> of all people. <laughs> I mean, granted. I have issues with old Hollywood, and anything older than 1980 is kind of uh, a chore to get through. Even Taxi Driver, as much as I enjoyed it, it's still very dry and slow. But, um, like, Gangs of New York and The Departed are, like, some of the best movies I've ever seen. Ah, see, I don't... uh, Uh... No. (laughs) (laughs) You can't... You can't say a man is overrated based on two movies of the same genre. Well, here's the other thing. 
that I um, this is how actually I'm like, okay, wait, maybe he's not overrated. And you know why? Because I think Hollywood agrees with my viewpoint of Martin Scorsese because the man's only won one Oscar. And you know what? Appropriate. That is not a barometer of quality. Do not fucking come in here to my podcast and tell Our me podcast. that the Academy agrees with you like that means anything. Uh, it does because they're the ones that give out the Oscars. <laughs> I'm gonna fucking <laughs> punch square in your fucking jaw. Oh, you know, I'm just saying. <laughs> I think I'm right on this one. <laughs> is that is that right? Yeah. Do you think so? Yeah. Okay, I had to look up something because I didn't think it was a Scorsese movie, um, and I, I wanted to look it up. Uh, have you have you seen There Will Be Blood? Yeah. Okay. Um, there Will Be Blood feels similar to a couple Scorsese's to me, but it was uh, Paul Thomas Anderson. Um, yeah, but I see. I love. I love There Will Be Blood. Like that yeah. shit's awesome. No, that one's like a top three for me, actually. Uh, and yeah, uh, I, I guess maybe I just need to see more of his non-gangster e movie. Well, I have. Though. <laughs> I don't know. I, I just, just accept I, that you're an animal. No, let's see. Let's see. Uh, you're you're a smooth brain caveman. Directed, and I'm specifically talking about ones that he has directed. I guess I should uh, clarify that. Yeah, and all the ones I've already listed are ones that he's direct. Well, yeah, I haven't seen Casino. I'm just I'm Raging Bull. Okay, I need to see that one. Yeah, and then there's some of his old shit, which I'm like, whatever, yeah, whatever. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I just think he is just good. Solid seven out of ten. Yeah, and I think you're a chimp. What would you give him out of ten? I mean, at least an eight. Eh. 8.5. You're you're actually a gorilla. Are you insulted that on um, IMDb, under his known for section, Wolf of Wall Street is not one of the four films listed? Uh, No, I think that's fine. I I would think known for would be more classics, and Wolf of Wall Street isn't even a decade old. Yeah, but have you even heard of the movie The Age of Innocence? Uh, yeah, not a lot. That's certainly not one I would associate with Scorsese. Exactly. <laughs> I Well, IMDb in itself, to me, has always been kind of a joke. It's just there for their filmography. But if you ever look at their scores for shit, oh, God, don't do it. Everything's <laughs> a 7 out of 10 or a yeah. 6. 6 or 7, that's it. Fun fact, yeah, that the, was, uh, the that Martin Scorsese Wikipedia page actually has a section... Just for listing his favorite films. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a weird inclusion to me. Okay, well, I think that's our show. Uh, thanks for ending <laughs> us on a low note, you fucking idiot. <laughs> I don't know. I think that was pretty spicy. I thought it was going to go a little longer. I did not think you would be like, eh, fuck you, Hayden. Ah. <laughs> don't, don't talk to me like that's my voice. Oh. <laughs> fuck, okay. <laughs> All right, well, that's our show. Uh, if you like what you heard here, follow us on Twitter at Obsession underscore pod. And uh, if you can't do even that, then at least tell a friend and get us inside more ears. Um, we'll be back next week with hopefully more news and hopefully more hot and spicy game reviews and Hayden shitting all over Hollywood quality again. Yeah.